Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popkey. Welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Denise Schiffman, founder and principal of the strategic marketing and innovation consultancy Venture Essentials. She's also the award-winning author of The Age of Engage, Reinventing Marketing for Today's Connected, Collaborative, and Hyperinteractive Culture. Uh, Denise has had a 23-year marketing and management career where she's launched over 30 products and is responsible for more than $2 billion in revenue. She's marketed pioneering computer and web technologies, and she reinvented the corporate brand of a Fortune 500 company. Welcome, Denise. Oh, thanks for the great introduction. Oh, great. So we're here to talk about how to create engaging customer experience through social media. To start with, tell me, what do you mean by customer experience, and how would that affect the way a company does marketing? Well, there's the traditional view of customer experience. How does a customer experience my product or my service or how do they experience my customer service? And that's how we think of, uh, of, a, of a customer and how they experience us, what we push out to the marketplace. But there's so much more today in terms of how we need to think of customer experience and how we can affect it using social media. Uh, Nike is actually superior at this. They understand that running shoes, uh, the market around running shoes is much more than the shoe itself. Sure, people experience the shoe and how it feels when, when someone runs, but the running shoes really are about diet, nutrition, discipline to run, preparing for runs, thinking about running marathons, that entire experience someone has who likes to run, and Nike has tapped into that through community. People experience us through social media, right, what they read uh, that other customers are saying about uh, a product. Uh, they experience us through Facebook and their friends who are talking about a product. And those are things that we can affect by getting more involved in what the entire experience is and thinking about what someone deals with in the sort of industry or genre of our product or our service. So we, we blog or we Twitter or we set up a social community or we get involved in Facebook groups all in order to become more a part of the experience and create a better overall experience um, for our customers. That's great. And, and so tell me, there's so many blogs and there's so many social communities that are, are, they just seem to be popping up every time you turn around. What is it that makes one more engaging than another? And that's a great question because there are. There are millions of blogs, and in fact, there are tens of thousands of communities now. Every company is starting to bring up some sort of community. So now we need to be very, very strategic about how we implement a blog or how we implement a, a community or um, how we set up a Facebook group. We need to think about what is the opportunity in our industry that nobody has tapped into yet? What do we want to talk about? What do we what would be provocative or interesting? Or on the flip side, what is a problem our company is facing? How can we deal with that directly by using social media? And by choosing one of those paths and strategically implementing 
we're going to have a much greater success. We're going to draw a better audience to us. And you know, I think a great example is what Dell has done in a, a couple of different places. The uh, Direct2Dell blog, which has lots of company employees blogging on it, and they talk about a lot of different things. They clearly state who they are and what their job title is, so you know whose voice it is and what they're talking about. Sometimes they sell a little bit of what they're doing on the blog, but for the most part, it's a very direct conversation, and they get hundreds, I mean hundreds of comments on many, many of their blog posts. Not all of which and, are positive, right? Right, not all of which are positive. And in fact, I think this is the most uh, interesting point. It's the negative comments and the negative um, postings that help us the most. People just tell us you're doing a great job, this is all wonderful. That doesn't help us learn anything about ourselves, our company, or our products. It's the negative, which we're so afraid of, that really helps us learn what's really going on out there, what's really frustrating people, so that we can actually fix it and get better at this. You're absolutely right, and I think too many times we only want to hear the good news, but it's really the bad news that helps us improve our customer service customer satisfaction and, and really get people engaged as you, as you talk about. So what mistakes should companies avoid when they implement social media? To many companies, this is brand new. It's, it's the Wild West all over again. So how do you kind of jump in there without making too many mistakes? Right, and I think most of the companies that came out first, especially large companies like Walmart and Sony and McDonald's and many, many of them made a mistake or made several mistakes, and almost all of them made the same mistake, which is not being forthright, truthful, honest. In other words, they, they hid the truth of what they were doing. They paid a blogger to blog for them um, and act as if it was a real customer. Um, in most cases, they, they set up a video um, trying to act like it was real consumers talking about their brand, and it wasn't. That kind of fakery always gets caught today. You have thousands, hundreds of thousands of bloggers trying to figure out if you're telling the truth or not. And it will come out, and that kind of black eye is hard to come back from. I think the key today is to make sure, uh, in the words of Randy Pausch, tell the truth, be earnest, apologize when you screw up, and focus on other people. Those are sort of the rules of the web. Uh, they're what the things that will make you more successful and help you avoid the obvious mistakes. If, you're, if it's advertising, name it as advertising. Uh, if it's real customers, make sure everybody knows. This is open, honest. We leave the negative uh, information up. We don't try and hide what people are saying. Yeah, I think you're absolutely true, correct in that. You know, people just really uh, will, will not have the patience for, for someone trying to, to pull the wool over their eyes, and it's so much harder to do in this day and age. Yep. Well, this is true, and in fact, I think uh, we're all developing incredible internal truth meters. We know to Google and check, search on anything that we, we wonder about, to try a few sources, to look for other customer comments, um, to find out what bloggers are saying about something. We just don't believe something the first time we read it. Absolutely correct. I, th I think you're really onto something there. Are there any other mistakes that companies should avoid as they try to, um, to implement these types of social media? Well, I think one of the biggest mistakes I'm sort of seeing uh, companies do is they believe if they add a blog that that blog will be successful or if they do viral video. Sort of that's sort of a keyword I hear all the time. We're going to do a viral video and then everyone will know about us. 
all be on YouTube with Mentos, right? Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or Blend Tech. Will Blend it blend? Tech, right. Which is super popular. Um, and it really, you have to have a strategy behind what you're doing, and you have to think out of the box. It doesn't mean it can't have been done before. A lot of things have been tried before, but you have to have your own angle, and it has to be in good fitting with your company's personality, value, um, position in the marketplace. And then it, it needs to be a, a targeted audience. You need to know who you're going to talk to. It sounds like traditional fundamental marketing, doesn't it, Linda? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it matters even more today because there is so much social media on the web. There's so many viral videos on YouTube, and there are so many blogs out there that you have to stand out. The other thing I think is really important um, is that you, you set your management to understand we have to build on this. Social media takes time. You build on it over time that it isn't like we're going to do one video and then it's going to have 10 million viewers and everything will be great. Uh, we may do 10 videos before we get it right. But we can do these very cost-effectively in this environment. It's not like a TV commercial. Um, we may work on this blog for a long time. It could take six months or a year before it catches on and we have thousands of followers who are commenting on our blog posts. It is a learning experience, not only about your company and about being more open, but about your audience and what interests them and the kinds of blog posts and the kinds of comments that cause a conversation. Uh, if we just tell people things they already know in a way that they already know it, well, then there's nothing left to say. But if you're more provocative at your approach and you leave a little bit of the information out, allowing people to show their intelligence and their understanding and their perspective on the subject, you're going to have a more interactive um, environment. Absolutely right. And that's, you, you're giving people room to engage as opposed to feeding them kind of the whole enchilada from the get-go. Exactly. Great. So here's one of the things that, that I, I personally find myself with social media and my own blog is it's so time-consuming to manage. You, you get involved, in, and sometimes I think you spend your whole life managing all the social media out there. How can companies automate the activities without negatively impacting their customer experience? Well, the fact is social media is time-consuming. Um, so when, when you look at the cost of social media, you have to look at the resources that it takes and the time that it takes. But the key to social media is opening yourselves up to other people getting involved, and it's very hard for a lot of people to accept this. I'm going to put up a blog, and then anybody, whether they're a customer or not, whether they know us or not, is going to be able to comment. They could say bad things. Uh, and the reality is, yes, you're going to put up a community, you're going to put up a blog, and everybody gets to get involved and say what they want. And unless they're being abusive, you need to leave it there because that's honest, that's truthful. But the reality is if that community is engaging and people get involved and the subject matter is interesting and they have something to say and something to share, then they will actually create the content for your audience. That sort of automates the process. Then you're monitoring it. You're managing it. You're administering it. But you're not creating 100% of the content. I talked to several of my clients who sort of look, you know, like a deer in headlights when we talk about this because they're thinking, oh, my God, how will we do all this? How will we create all this information, all of the videos, all of the content? 
and I explain to them, if you're in an engaging conversation, you have a subject matter that's engaging to people, they will create the content, they will upload the videos, they will upload the photos. And that even adds more value because other customers are drawn by the passion of people on your site. So you really want other people creating content. That's the huge value in social media. You don't have to do it all yourself. Well, I think that's a great point for a couple of reasons. As you said, it, it not only does it take away some of the effort and, and responsibility because you're not doing it all yourself, but certainly we as consumers want to hear from other consumers more than we want to hear from the, the company themselves, and there's more credibility in terms of, of hearing what other customers have to say or other users of the product. So I think that's Exactly. Really I mean, all the statistics show that more and more what other customers have to say is significantly more important than what than what corporations have to say. Something like 75% of people on the Internet will trust what another customer says over what the company says. And that's, it's pretty obvious. I mean, all those of us that have been in marketing for years, we used to work on customer testimonials all the time. The more customer testimonials, the more proof you had that your product was good. Well, today those customer uh, testimonials are inherent in comments and product reviews, even when those reviews are mixed and even when those reviews are negative, people can understand, oh, wait, maybe this isn't the version of the product that's right for me, or maybe the, the negative thing they're saying isn't important to me, but the rest of the features are what I'm looking for. And we can't be afraid of those negative comments. They can actually add as much value as the positive comments. And that's not to say that we don't, if we're getting a ton of negativity headed our way, we do want to do something about that. Uh, the London School of Economics has done some research that's proven that reducing the number of negative comments is more valuable to your bottom line by 300% than increasing the number of positive comments. So if you're getting a lot of negative comments coming at you, coming at your product or your service, you definitely want to work to reduce those, and there's a lot of ways you can do that. Good, thank you. So finally, one last question. How do we measure the success of engagement? We're used to, to metrics where we're selling products, we're looking at advertisements, even looking at clicks on a website. But how do you measure the, um, the success of engagement when you're a company and you're getting involved in this? The fact is you must measure because there's no other way to know whether these programs are successful. And because they're on the web, they're highly measurable. Uh, we can get downright to very specific statistics about how many clicks, how many views, how long they stayed, uh, how many comments, the sentiment of those comments. And there are different ways to look at this. You want to do social media monitoring. There are everything from free tools to fairly expensive tools to do social media uh, monitoring, monitoring, from Nielsen Buzzmetrics to Radian 6, Radian 6 to Google Alerts, if you want to man manually run through them. You have to know what people are saying and what the sentiment of those words are, meaning uh, how positive, how negative, to give you a sense overall of what's going on out there. Um, you want to know uh, who's coming to your site, how often they come. You want to be able to target specifically people who are more active on your site, who I call advocates, whether they're negative or positive. They're advocates if they get involved, uh, if they want to help you, if they are willing to take out their time to review your product, to help your other customers, to give feedback to you, to comment on your blog posts. Those are very valuable people. Those are the creators. And we want to get as many of those people involved as possible. But we have to track. We have to know 
what our um, visitors are doing on our website and uh, track that information. Uh, we want to know what promotions are working. There are all kinds of tools out there today to track absolutely everything we do, every video we upload to YouTube or Vio or other sites, every podcast we put out, every blog post. Uh, we want to know if our blog posts, not just if they're commented on, we want to know where they show up um, in Google searches uh, on our keywords because that's probably the most valuable element of a blog post is not just the comments on it, but the fact that when people search on that subject, it can show up at the top of search results which get people back to us. So there are a lot of things that we need to measure. We need to go into every single social media program, whether it's just a video we're putting up to YouTube, whether it's an entire uh, marketing campaign with social media elements, if it's a social site. And we need to track in detail every element that is trackable, everything a person does or doesn't do, every positive and negative comment, so we understand the results uh, and we know how to fix and make it better. Uh, and we know how to approach it the next time we want to approach a new uh, social site or a new viral video. So I can't be more adamant, especially coming from uh, a marketing career and companies that didn't use very much measurement around marketing, um, and how important it is and how valuable it is to be better at social media if you track and measure every single thing you do. And again, so this is not only something that's important that we feel is important, but it's something that we can actually track the measurements and see the results and show the difference in the bottom line, which in this kind of environment is absolutely critical to show our, um, our managers and, uh, and, and our stockholders and, and everyone who's looking that we really are making a difference with our marketing and with our customer engagement. It's absolutely critical, and today it's absolutely critical to management to know that anything that, that we're investing in as a company is giving us some type of return, whether it's additional revenue or additional brand affinity um, or whatever it is you've targeted the program towards. Thank you, Denise. I really appreciate all this wonderful information. Before we go, I want to tell you how you can reach Denise. This is Denise Schiffman we've been talking with. She is the principal of Venture Essentials. She blogs at www.ageofengage.com slash blog, and she can be reached at Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E, at ageofengage.com. So, Denise, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been fun. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Linda Popke from L2M Associates, and we look forward to joining you for the next episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.